Welcome to Laser Revolutions in Healthcare. My name is Simon Bishop, and I'll be interviewing Dr. Kirk Gare, a true pioneer in the world of laser therapy. Dr. Gare has been using lasers since 2004, so he's got nearly two decades of experience in this field. And in this episode, we're going to learn about how he got into lasers, why he selected the ones that he did, and where he sees laser going in the future, and how it can help both the practitioner and also the patient. So, without any more delay, let's get Dr. Gare in here for the interview. Thank you for being here, Dr. Gare. I'm very excited to uh, interview you and learn about how you got your journey into healthcare and into laser therapy, and how this can help our listeners out there. Well, thank you, Simon. Uh, I appreciate being here. And uh, especially today with laser therapy, I think we're just scratching the surface of where this can go. So um, I'm excited to share this information with other people. I, I travel the world teaching other doctors, uh, but this is a great medium to get people to learn about it without them having to you know, go spend their weekend in a hotel uh, or fly somewhere to hear me speak. So thank you. Okay, Dr. Gare, so in looking at your history, I saw that uh, uh, you said you got started with lasers back in 2004, and I was really curious about that because, you know, back then there was no real, uh, you know, podcasts or uh, webinars or different kinds of influences talking about things like laser therapy or red light therapy. So I wondered how did you learn about this and what got you curious or interested in it because we can see why it's happening now, uh, as it's being talked about more, but in 2004, it seemed like it must have been not many people doing it. Yeah, Simon, you're right. Uh, you know, 2004, it was uh, when, you, when you mentioned laser therapy to people, they thought you were crazy. And the reason that I got into it was necessity was the mother of invention. So I was prior to this, I was doing just regular chiropractic. But what I noticed was that uh, over time, compared to 1999 towards 2004, it seemed like people were getting sicker and having more problems uh, as the years went by. And we, we know definitely now people's health in general today in 2023, as we record this, uh, it's worse than it was five years ago or 10 years ago. So it got me curious about what other things I could do to help my patients. But a big thing that got me curious was I was watching what was happening with some pro athletes. So some of these pro athletes would get these injuries that look like they're done. And then they come back and they're performing again in a short period of time. So I started reading about who was treating these people. And the ones that I was following were being treated by uh, Dr. Jeff Spencer, just an amazing chiropractor. And at that time, in the early 2000s, one of the biggest, most famous athletes in the world was Lance Armstrong. And, you know, not many people may know who Dr. Jeff Spencer is, but everybody knows who Lance is. Is. And we all know, too, that Lance did whatever it took to win, uh, you know, both things that were a little questionable and, or illegal and also some legal things. So what Dr. Spencer was doing is he worked with Lance on all the legal things that he could do. And he was using lasers to enhance his sports performance in the Tour de France and of the whole team in the Tour de France. And uh, if you read some articles from Lance at the time, he would credit Dr. Spencer as being like another member of the team. And he said that the treatments he did with the Erconia lasers uh, helped his team to recover faster, have better endurance, you know, not get as injured. So, uh, and I saw that with consistency of the people that Dr. Spencer was treating is that these elite athletes were all saying that Dr. Spencer not only got them better from injuries faster, but he enhanced their performance. And I, that really 
blew my mind uh, that you could do that with a, with a laser device. Uh, and then there were a couple other doctors that I was kind of, you know, following in the printed media at that time. And that was uh, Dr. Dr. Brimhall, who was doing uh, more than just musculoskeletal kind of work. He was also working on things with, you know, uh, with, with organ dysfunctions and with the brain and a lot of really cool stuff that I thought was just great. Uh, and Dr. Dan Murphy, who had been using lasers since the 1980s. So those were like the pillars of who I was paying attention to and who I wanted to um, learn from. And again, this is 2004, so I'm thinking, wow, Dr. Murphy, Murphy has been using this since the 1980s. Uh, you know, I'm way behind. I'm really, really late. So when I went to that first seminar, everything was pretty much uh, changing for me. So let me ask you something, Dr. Gare. Since you were already reading about what these people were doing, why hadn't you adopted the laser earlier what, what was keeping you from doing it since you were already kind of aware of what was happening with these uh, athletes and the other types of things that could be worked on well one of the reasons was i was uh doing a lot of workers comp beforehand and you know it wasn't fun treating those patients because unfortunately a lot of them just weren't very motivated to to get better you know you'd have some that would be off work and then they would take it as a vacation and didn't take their health care seriously not saying everybody was like that we had a lot of great patients who would were serious about their health care but it was very frustrating when some people just really didn't care much about getting better and i felt like man I kind of care more about their health than, than they do. And, and so that was already a frustrating thing. I wanted to get back into working with athletes and with people who are motivated to get better. And uh, something else that happened that really uh, motivated me or was, again, that necessity was the mother of invention was as I was working with these uh, injured workers and I was what's called a QME, a qualified medical examiner. Um, we were going through a recall here in California, a governor recall. And Arnold Schwarzenegger threw his hat in the ring because he's, you know, his best friend for a long time had been bodybuilder Franco Colombo. And many people may not know this, but Franco Colombo is a chiropractor. And so, you know, Arnold got the got the support of the chiropractic California Chiropractic Association. And he basically said, you know, hey, guys, you know, uh, yeah, Franco, he's my best friend. Right. I love chiropractors. So, you know, you have to get me elected and I'll help you guys once I get in office. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, when he got in office, he kind of did something completely different than what he promised. And he get in there and he signed this workers' comp reform bill that basically, instead of helping us, pretty much said, ha ha, baby, hasta la vista, you're terminated. Uh, and it was this thing where it changed our fee structure, changed the number of visits we could get. It was just absolutely awful. So that's when I said, all right, I got to do something that's going to get me uh, out of this healthcare insurance system, something that, you know, patients are going to want, they're going to benefit from, and, I, and I'm not being controlled by a politician or by an insurance company. And that's what made me get into the, uh, into the, the lasers. And so I went to this seminar where Dr. S uh, 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 Dr. Murphy was teaching up in Northern California. And when we all walked in, they had this computerized range of motion device that would assess your range of motion for the neck and for the shoulders and also your muscle strength. And they assessed all of us who came in there. There was over 100 doctors, did a brief laser therapy session. I don't know if it was three minutes or five minutes, but it was with a dual red uh, low-powered laser. I just said uh, uh, five milliwatts at the time is what they had with two red diodes. Lasered us on the neck, then reassessed us with this objective measurement and saw range of motion changes and muscle strength changes. And that blew my mind. I said, hey, I got I to gotta take this back and, uh, you know, get this on other people and, and help them out. So that's what got me got me into it in this roundabout way. 
So that's, fasc- that's fascinating. So it's 2004, and it must have felt like a true pioneer. How did the patients react to the technology when you first brought it in? Uh, were, were they taking right to it? Did they think you had gone bonkers and just, you know, lost your mind and had bought into something that was just like, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk? Uh, this is some kind of magic beans that you think is going to, going to solve your problems. Uh, yeah, it was a mixed. It was a mixed bag at that time. So I did have some patients who would come in and I'd get the laser out. And they'd look at me and, you know, kind of like, what's this thing going to do? It looks like a laser leveler. You know, how are you going to fix anything with that? But because I would do these objective measurements of having patients, you know, squat or lunge or go through a throwing motion or something like that, and then laser them, and they could feel a change in the pain and in their function, they started to buy into it. And over time, I, I even changed the name of my office to Laser Chiropractic, and. Um, you know, we started getting more and more referrals, especially in the sports teams, because we'd have people whose seasons were you know, supposedly over with a rotator cuff injury. We get them back in four or six weeks. Fractures are supposed to be out nine to 12 weeks. We got them back in four or five weeks. You know, just things consistently that would blow people's minds. And, you know, the thing is, if I've got a high school athlete who's supposed to be out for nine or 12 weeks, that could be a death sentence for the year and that can affect their scholarships in the future. And uh, so getting them back in just, you know, four or five weeks, that's huge. It's huge to get a scout to take a look at them. And, you know, think about what that did for their memories for life. You know, very huge difference. Uh, so it was, it's very satisfying helping with these lasers. So when you are working on these patients with the lasers, what, what, was, what was one of the most challenging early patients that you had or one of the biggest, you know, turnaround events that you saw with a laser that made you a believer? Well, there's really a lot of them, but I'd say still the one that stands out in my mind is one that I teach on, and that would be uh, my patient, Teresa, who she had a simple ankle sprain when she was riding in a uh, high school homecoming float in heels, and the teacher who was driving the float thought it'd be really funny to do quick stops and starts, and as he did this, uh, Teresa rolled her ankle, and no big deal. You think, okay, it's just a sprain. She goes to Kaiser in Southern California, and they tell her, okay, you got an ankle sprain, just rest ice compression elevation they use these crutches you'll be fine in four to six weeks well four to six weeks pass and she's in my office six months later she's still on crutches she can't put any weight on that foot uh and her pant leg is cut off to the mid thigh because any material feels like razor blades going up and down her her leg is cold and it's purplish red to the mid thigh and children's hospital couldn't figure out what this was which that blew me away because we we were taught this and this is one of our national board questions is you know you can get this nervous system going crazy uh, it used to be called reflex sympathetic dystrophy it's now called complex regional pain syndrome but you can get this from just your nervous system going crazy after an injury and that's what she had but they couldn't figure out what she had or why she had it but they said they were going to need to amputate her leg um, because she was in danger of, of losing this blood flow and getting infections in the leg. And uh, so that's where she presented to my office. My God, that must have been terrible for her and for her family, you know, to be 16 years old and to be looking at losing a leg. I, that's got to change the whole rest of your high school experience and the whole rest of your, your life. And it had to be a lot of pressure on you to figure out how to treat this injury when you were brand new to lasers. Uh, I mean, what was going through your mind at the time? Yeah, what was going through my mind is like, oh my God, this is like, <laughs> you know, it's like that Princess Leia, help me Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. They basically showed up here and said this. I'm thinking, I, I didn't really feel qualified because I just barely had these lasers, but I remember Dr. Murphy talking about them uh, affecting the nervous system, the circulatory system, and decreasing inflammation. And I knew they could be beneficial for what 
she had going on. I thought if I did this and combined it with, you know, adjusting her spine, hey, maybe we can get her nervous system to reset and kind of calm down and dampen some inflammation. And so I started doing this on her and combined a few different things with the laser of her doing some different movement therapies along with adjustments. And in three weeks, we completely reversed it. So we saved her leg. She goes back into Children's Hospital in L.A. and um, walks in, no crutches, like a normal person. And they see her and they're shocked. And uh, when she said, she and her mom said, yeah, I went to this chiropractor. He did laser and adjusted me. Uh, they kind of mocked her and said, no, 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 no. Lasers are BS. Uh, that wasn't it. It's you either had a spontaneous recovery, you know, a miracle, or we misdiagnosed you. But, hey, good thing we didn't have to cut your leg off. So that was the big miracle. And then she became my office manager uh, for several years after that, like receptionist slash office manager. And it was really great because when people would say, hey, does this laser really work after they'd been in the room with me? She'd stand up and show them her leg and say, well, you see my leg? I have my leg because of what Dr. Gare did with those lasers. So that was where we started off back with some, you know, red lasers and just everything kind of took off uh, from there. And I really thought it was 2004. I thought that by 2009, lasers would be everywhere, but it's really just been perplexing how slow everyone has been to adopt it because they just have so much doubt in their mind. Sometimes no matter what they see objectively, they still doubt what's going on. I can only imagine, you know, how grateful she must be for what you did and how, how fulfilled you must be for changing her life like that. But, um, yeah, it's got to be perplexing when you hear cases like this where there's such a profound improvement in a, in a patient in a short period of time. You would think that those doctors at Children's Hospital would have been calling you up on the telephone and asking you what you had done so they could they could implement that with their patients. But uh, healthcare is a strange type of a of a system, isn't it? It's not based on what uh, can be best for the patient sometimes, unfortunately. But uh, I know that that's, you've got to start with the red lasers, and I believe you've moved into some different arenas with uh, violet and, and green, and uh, you know we're not doing a very long interview right now. We just want to give people an overview. And if you could kind of go into a bit of what is the difference with, say, a violet and a green laser, and, and perhaps then we'll talk a bit about uh, LEDs versus lasers, because we do know that those are, are something people are talking about, and some will claim that they can do the same thing as a laser. So uh, let's first get into uh, the, the, the green and the violet. I find that absolutely fascinating, that if these different colors of lasers, uh, kind of like different colors of laser uh, uh, lightsabers from Star Wars. So if you can please get into what's the difference with those other types of, uh, of, uh, of colors of lasers. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. And that was 2008 was when I uh, branched out and got a violet laser. And that was when I, I traded in my first laser because I had gotten so busy that I needed to upgrade and get the Urconia base station. And so when I got the base station, then I got three lasers instead of just one. And in that package, one of them was a combination green and, uh, sorry, uh, violet and red laser. And um, uh, that one had some additional clearances for like acne. Uh, their violet wavelength that Arconi had, they also got a uh, FDA clearance for nail fungus. So they had this antimicrobial feature, which I thought, wow, that's really fascinating because then Instead of like an antibiotic, which just kills like everything in a, in a nuked out blast, kills good and bad, this one actually was the wavelength was supporting the immune system so the immune system could take care of the infections and, uh, you know, knock out what shouldn't be there and leave the good guys alone. So we started using that. And my first patient was well, that was my sister. My sister had uh, MRSA. She literally called me like right after I got the laser and said, hey, do you have anything that can help with MRSA? I've got this infection on my leg and it's streaking towards my abdomen. And, uh, you know, I'm taking the oral antibiotics. And they're not working. The next thing 
they're thinking they're going to have to put me in the hospital to, uh, you know, to try to control this. And since it's streaking to the abdomen, they said, if it gets up there and streaks all the way, I'm, I'm in trouble. So I need some help. So when she came in, she had this six inch lesion on her leg. And I said, I don't know if this is going to work, but Dr. Murphy said, you know, you can support the immune system. I know it's got these extra FDA clearances. Uh, you know, we're kind of going a little off label here with, with MRSA, but it turns out I read some research studies showing that these violet wavelengths of lasers have a, like a 92% effectiveness against MRSA, which I was just blown away that that research was out there, but nobody was talking about it to support these things. So I started using it on her, and after the first session, it shrunk like in half, and a few sessions later, it was down to like an inch, and then was gone in just a couple of weeks. And here we completely reversed this, and then it came back a little bit one month later, did one treatment, and knocked it out. And so that really changed things for my sister to where she didn't have to go in for a hospital stay. And I was really excited about that, which is so cool to see a change. Now, that's fantastic from a, an immune type of a standpoint, but I know many of the people who come to see a chiropractor are more uh, interested in musculoskeletal problems. So uh, could you speak to the difference of having a violet laser for a musculoskeletal type of a disorder versus, you know, these immune types of things? Like, why, is, is there anything different between a violet and a red laser for musculoskeletal disorders? Yeah, definitely. So violet, you have that's got the highest energy of any wavelength that's therapeutic that's out there. So you hear a lot of people will talk about lasers and they talk about power, which is the wattage, which wattage really affects the dosage, the total number of photons. But the energy of a photon is dictated by its wavelength, which we can see it as color. So let's think about if you want to get a suntan you go into a UV tanning bed and ultraviolet light has really, really high energy per photon. And a photon is just a, an individual packet of, of energy in light. So you can think of it as like a, a BB of energy that's, that's in a particular light. Uh, uh, light wave and those ultraviolet ones have the highest energy they're high enough that you know if you're in a uv tanning bed or in the sun for too long you can get a sunburn from it but if you do it for the right amount of time you can stimulate this photochemical reaction to where you make melanin for a suntan uh, now that wavelength of of light doesn't go very deep in the skin it's a few microns but it can trigger a reaction in the skin to where you also make vitamin D and vitamin D will then go all the way to affect your bone health. Like that's super deep. It's going throughout the body, affecting bones. So you can make stronger bones by having UV light on your skin. That will also go systemically to dampen inflammation and support your immune system. So here you have a wavelength of light that's affecting every part of your body. Very, very high energy there. So with that high energy too, another th cool thing we can do is it's really good for breaking down scar tissue. So when you look at the research on violet uh, lasers, there are some unique, what we call wavelength specific properties. So if I have someone with a lot of scar tissue, I really prefer to use a high energy violet or now we have the violet and green laser and the green has uh, 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 the next highest level of energy. So for example, we measure these wavelengths in terms of what are called electron volts. So a violet laser, each photon has 3.1 electron volts. For a green, it has 2.4. For our visible red is about 1.96 electron volts. Now, if you go into a lot of people like infrared saunas and infrared types of devices, which those also have good health benefits, but their energy is really, really low compared to these visible wavelengths. So you're looking at uh, like about 1.5 all the way down to 1.3 electron volts for many of those uh, infrared laser wavelengths. So you look at it, 1.3, that's literally, uh, you know, uh, le less than half. That's almost a third of the energy that you have of a, of a violet wavelength laser. So when you have those high energy 
wavelengths, they can trigger a bunch of reactions. Like literally one photon can trigger, according to uh, Stanford University Research, one photon can trigger hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands of reactions. And with the Erconia lasers that I use, every second that one is on, there's over a, there's close to 100 quadrillion photons coming out. So there's a lot of reactions that are going on there. And these are all non-thermal devices. Uh, and we see some really, really cool changes. So, Dr. K, I know that you and Dr. Robert Silverman were the principal investigators in the new GVL device, which is a combination of a green and violet laser. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that is the first and currently only one that is FDA cleared in the world for a dual violet and green wavelength laser for pain and inf inflammation. And uh, if you so, if you could speak to what you saw during the clinical trials as you were doing that, uh, the research on that device. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. And it's really interesting because, you know, again, I've been using lasers for 20 years um, at great, great, fantastic results. And uh, Arconia invited me to be one of the investigators on this device, which I was really excited about. And uh, they told me it was going to be a lot of work. I didn't realize how much work it was until I got into it. And, you know, every single patient, uh, the evaluation and treatment was over an hour. Like the actual treatment with the laser was six minutes per side of the shoulder and neck and one minute on the top of the head. But you're in the room with the patient for over an hour and there's a lot of paperwork to do and you have a three-wing binder on everybody. And anyway, we would measure their ranges of motion beforehand and then their pain uh, beforehand and then also immediately after the treatment. And then they would self-report at 24 and 48 hours afterwards. And what we're seeing was I was seeing such strong changes in their range of motion and their pain that I didn't think the FDA was going to believe it. And I actually called Travis Sammons at Arconia um, to even tell him, hey, man, I'm a little worried that they're not going to believe these results. And he said, don't worry, Dr. Silverman's getting the same kind of uh, results. And so is Dr. Comey, um, because we don't see what's going on at the other site. That way it's all, you know, you can tell if someone's trying to fudge the numbers uh, because it's all independently being done. Then it gets submitted to the FDA and they look at it to see if there's any kind of funny business going on. So uh, like I had one patient, he was a division one college football player who for 40 years, his range of motion was limited to about 110 degrees of his shoulder. I do this one session, it goes to 170 degrees and the pain drops from a chronic like seven down to like a two. It was just insane. And that range of motion, it's not like it went back to being bad just a few days later. He, would, he came back in like a week later. It still was great. Had another pa a patient in the trials who was a division one college softball, uh, it's not softball, volleyball player. Same thing, shoulder injury for six years. She'd had steroid injections, physical therapy, chiropractic, everything you can think of. And she still couldn't really spike or serve the ball. Uh, so I go and do this treatment on her in the trial. That six-year-old pain is gone in one session. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen with everybody. But, you know, we saw that some, some profound changes like I'd never seen before, even though I'd gotten great results with red wavelengths or with red and violet. But the green and violet blew it away, really was on a whole other level. Um, so I, I, I'm so thrilled to have that device in my, in my office and to say Dr. Silverman and I have more experience with green and violet wavelength combination lasers than any, anyone pretty much for sure in the u.s and probably in probably in the world as well too with these kind of uh, power settings and uh, and wavelengths on there so it's really exciting to have that so with that in mind dr gary you know what else do you see the green 
wavelength of being very beneficial for compared to, say, the red or the violet? Does this mean that you don't need the red or the violet or an infrared or, or anything? Do we just need just a green and a, and a violet and we can forget about the others? No, no, not at all. I, I think, you know, every every type of uh, wavelength has its, has its benefits. So what I do in my office now is every patient gets green, violet, and red on them so we get the benefits of all three. Um, green, uh, there's, there's less research on the green right now, but there's a lot more that's been coming out. We're seeing green being superior for certain things compared to red or infrared or even, even uh, blue or violet. Uh, for example, if you're looking at bone regeneration, there's several studies that showed green was the best wavelength for bone, uh, green also being the best wavelength for stimulating collagen and elastin, also for stimulating uh, chondrocytes, which are you know, cartilage-building cells. Um, uh, there's some you know, ways you can use it for treatment of, uh, of cellulite. Um, and uh, uh, nerve regeneration, too. If you're comparing it to red or infrared, there's several studies showing a superior result. Not saying the others don't get a result. They definitely can as well. But just you enhance it with this. And what we really do is we stack the three wavelengths together because if we look at your body's ability to make energy through the mitochondria, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll cover this in some later episodes, um, there, there's four main complexes for making it. Complexes one, two, three, and four. And basically energy flows by these electron transfers that happen at step one, step two, step three, and step four. And it's gotta move in this direction down from that first step to the fourth step. And if there's a dysfunction in any one of the steps, it inhibits the end step on there. So this is why in the past they used to say that, oh, if you've got a, a red or an infrared laser, if a patient's on steroids, uh, like you know, steroid medications for pain or inflammation, sometimes they'd say don't even use it because it won't be effective, or they'd say you're going to get diminished results. Well, the reason was steroid medications will disrupt those first few steps in the mitochondrial electron transport chain. Now that we have these other wavelengths, the violet will help support the first two steps, complexes one and two, the green supports complex three, and then red or also infrared can support complex four. So this is where you get wavelength-specific results. And, and no matter what you do with a red or with an infrared, you can crank that thing up as high as you want. It's not going to impact these, the electron transport chain at complex one, two, or three in the same way that a violet or a green will because these are wavelength-specific reactions, and you need a specific level of electron volts to make a big change. But the most important thing is when we do these on patients, they really see some some huge changes. So that's the, one of the things I'm excited about is getting the information out to doctors and to patients about, hey, you got other types of opportunities here with combining different wavelengths of lasers so you can uh, really change your health and change your life and get your life like Teresa on an alternative course. Had had I not bought the laser and had Teresa not come into my office, you think about how different her life would be with living with an amputation. Or had I not got the violet wavelength and my sister has that MRSA shrinking to her abdomen, who knows what happens? Uh, who knows if the IV antibiotics in the hospital work or not? So, you know, it can completely change someone's life. Well, Dr. Gay, I want to thank you for your information in this inaugural episode of the Laser Health Revolutions with Dr. Gay. And I know people are probably wondering why I'm hosting it, why Simon Bishop is hosting it when it's your show. But I know you felt it would be more interesting to have different types of uh, you know, uh, guest interviewers and have different guests in the program, too, instead of just you doing a monologue to kind of make it more interesting to listen to. And hopefully people have enjoyed the format here. And uh, we welcome any types of suggestions or questions, please. Uh, please make sure you subscribe as well, too. And what we're going to dive into in future episodes is we're going to talk about more about that uh, body ability to make 
energy and especially I know you wanted to talk about what foods what lifestyle factors and also what medications can negatively impact a person's ability to make energy yes that's definitely something I want to get into I'd probably say on the next episode there because it's important information so people can understand uh, what's really you know lowering their health and what happens if your mitochondria get damaged and how that affects everything and also what you can do to improve the health of your mitochondria it hasn't been talked about much but it's kind of becoming a buzzword in healthcare right now how do you know it's a buzzword is when pharmaceutical companies are trying to research how to make a new drug to help with uh, mitochondrial dysfunction so there are ways of doing it that are natural that uh, or also with lasers that can do this and that's what we'll dive into in the next episode okay so once again dr Gare, thank you so much for your time and uh, uh, to the listeners out there thank you for for tuning in and again please let's just know if you have any other questions uh we're going to, we've got a lot to cover in in this and it's it, most of it will be with lasers but we'll also cover all the types of of things um we're also going to be uploading some of the interviews dr gare has done with his good friend dr detis Karozian, one of the world leading experts in functional neurology and functional medicine and uh, if you don't have his books on on thyroid or in the brain uh, why do i still have thyroid symptoms when my lab tests are normal and also why is in my uh, brain working you should definitely check those out those are good whether you're a lay person listening to this or whether you are a seasoned practitioner you can find things very very valuable in there and also if you want to have more interactions with dr gare be sure if you're a practitioner to join his facebook group at uh, dr gare's laser therapy treatment and marketing secrets and if you're a patient do it at uh, dr gare's patient health secrets and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time have a fantastic week